Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. I'm so thankful for Jesus, aren't you? And I'm so thankful for you that you're choosing to worship God with us this day. We don't believe that anybody who joins us here at Revolution joins us by accident. In fact, we just believe that God brings people together by divine appointments. And I believe it is a divine appointment that you are worshiping with us today. God has been doing so many wonderful things in all of our lives. And this really is an incredible day to be alive. And so I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you to our worship team. Thank you for all the people that we're behind the scenes to help this become a reality. We've had some technical difficulties the last couple of weeks, and I apologize for that, but I want you to know that they're giving it their all. We're giving it our best, and we're just going to continue to believe that God is going to continue to grow revolution more and more, reach more people, touch more people, helping people to discover his unchanging love forever. Did you know that? That God's love for you never changes? That's one of the reasons why we've given ourselves to this. When I found out, when I I discovered that, that his love remains the same while I'm up and down, I realized I want to tell the whole world how awesome of a God that it is that we serve, how the work that Jesus did on the cross was completely and totally finished for all of us. And so I just want to say thank you. God bless you guys for joining us today. We're just excited about what God is doing. I love to say this all the time. Did you know that this is the day that the Lord has made for you? It's not a coincidence. That word day actually means 24 hours. This 24-hour period, God made specifically for you. So guess what? Why don't you sit back and just enjoy it? Why don't you be you? Why don't you enjoy what God's doing in your life and in your family? I know a lot of us, we have a bunch of crazy things going on. Crazy is relative because I think you could find crazy in everybody's household today. Somebody just needs to say amen on that one, all right? But here's the deal. In the middle of all the crazy, why can't we just still sit back and enjoy life, enjoy each other, enjoy Jesus, and allow him to be the Lord of our life. All right, so God bless you guys. So excited about the testimonies and the things that I'm hearing happening in your life. Man, please light up the chat. Let us know what God is doing in your life. Email us, write us, do whatever, because it really encourages us when we hear how the word of God is going forth, how as you're applying the word of God in your life and change is coming to your life. You know, we finished that series called Super Added and had so many wonderful testimonies today. We're going to be launching a new series. And as I thought about this series and what I was going to call it, my inspiration for this thought came from a time that I remember, and I think a lot of you guys remember this too, when you're kids and, 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 and you have a Michigan basement, right? I'm not sure if some of you who are watching from different parts of the country, you know, in Michigan, you have basements. And, and, and here's the deal in basements. When the lights were off in the basement, the devil lived in the basement, okay? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. As you're a kid, you hear all the creaks and all the different noises. That's the devil 
devil living in the basement. We had that in our head as kids, right? And so we would do something really dumb as kids. We would go downstairs and our friends would come over and we would tell ghost stories in the basement, scary stories in the basement about, about the appearance of demons and ghosts and weird phenomena, okay? And we would do this to scare each other, right? And then as soon as the lights would go off, everybody would flee upstairs because you know why? The devil lived in the basement, okay? And so, so today, what would it be like? What would it be like to have a series where we didn't talk about uh, ghost stories in the negative sense? What if we talked about ghost stories in the positive sense? What if we talked about spirits and demons and, and the Holy Spirit in a positive sense? And that's what we're going to call this year. I want to talk to you for the next week, several weeks about the Holy Spirit. And we're actually going to call this series Ghost Stories. All right. So I want you to join your faith with me. Let's pray and let's get into this. And I just believe we're going to come into a whole nother level of understanding of who the Holy Spirit is in our life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to share the word of God. We thank you and praise you today, Lord, that this really is the day that you've made. And Jesus, that you'd be lifted up in this teaching. And the Holy Spirit, you would manifest yourself in this teaching to make yourself more real to all of us. And that you would use me to do that. And Lord, I would consider that such an honor and a privilege to be used by you to do this in this special way. And so, Lord, we thank you today. We believe that we receive these promises in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right. Punch the person next to who you're sitting. I know you're sitting to somebody. All right. Tell them ghost stories. All right. And while you're saying that, I want you to open your Bibles to John chapter 7. And we're going to read what, what Jesus was referring to, uh, ghost stories or the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. The old timers used to call the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost, all right? But we know him as the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity that is revealed to you and me. And Jesus begins talking about him right here in John chapter 7. Now notice what he says here in verse 37. John 7, 37. I always want to say this. Get your Bible out, your reading device. Let's read the Word of God together. When you see it for yourself, it is amazing the kind of encouragement they can come to you because God speaks to us through the word of God. All right. All right. So look what it says here. John chapter seven, verse 37. On the final and climactic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. All right. So there's this festival. And it's, and it's in, in, in the middle of Jerusalem, all right? And this is kind of like towards like the mid to end part of Jesus' ministry. He had been around, he had been ministering, his reputation had been starting to get out there, okay? And so here he is in the middle of this religious festival there at the temple, all right, that happened three or four times a year. And Jesus, he sees the people coming and going, doing whatever, and he decides to do this. At this festival, he stands up and he cries out. So just picture this. Everybody's just coming and going, walking around, doing their religious thing. And Jesus stands up and he yells with a loud voice. This is amazing. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He's yelling this. 
Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scripture has said. So he yells this. And so the crowd is saying, who is this? All right, now Jesus is offering an alternative. Because when he says here, if anyone thirsts, this isn't the kind of thirst that you would imagine being like parched in the middle of the desert because you've just gone through it and your lips are dry and, 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 they're, and you're thirsty and, 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 and you're parched and you're dealing with sun poison and all that. That's not the kind of thirst he's talking about. The kind of thirst he's referencing here is the kind of thirst that you experience when you're like in the middle of life. Or like, let's say you're in the middle of a project. This happens to me all the time. I'm working in a project and maybe it's, I'm inside, I'm outside, I'm walking, I'm walking around and I'm doing, I'm, it's manual labor and I'm helping people put stuff together. I'm moving stuff and I forget to drink water. And as I forget to drink water, I notice that my energy levels are starting to go down. I notice I might be getting a headache. I know something just isn't right with me, right? And all I know is if I just start drinking some water, I'm going to be fine. So what Jesus was saying here, a lot of you are thirsty and you don't even know it. A lot of you are thirsty. You're going through the motions. You're going through all these religious experiences. You're in this cycle. You don't even realize that you're like living, you're walking around like dead people. And he's appealing to them. He's saying, if anyone is like this, come to me and I will give you everlasting life. Isn't this awesome? And so Jesus is making this claim. Oh, this is that Jesus guy who, who heals people. This is the Jesus guy who, who multiplied the wine at that guy's house. This is that Jesus guy that raised the little boy from the dead. This is that Jesus guy, right? So he's saying, I have an alternative away from this experience. I have an alternative away from your boring, mundane life, this cycle of defeat. I have an alternative from the status quo. I have, an I have an alternative to a defeatist mentality. I have an alternative to put some juice back into your life is what he was saying. I have an alternative to help you return to the place, the stories you heard about how God delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh and Egypt and the, how the Red Sea parted, an alternative, how the fire was there uh, by night and a cloud by day when the presence of God was there and the, and the train and the, and the glory would fill the temple. I have an alternative for you. See, they were under Roman occupation. They were under the, the siege of, of, of the Roman Empire, telling what they could and what they couldn't do. And so their life was just mundane. It was clocking in and clocking out, doing the same thing over and over and over again and not getting any different kind of result. And here is Jesus. Man, he's saying, I want to violate the status quo. I want to shake things up. So he stands up in the middle of the ceremony and he just yells this out. This this is the picture. This is the setting. He's prepping them. He's preparing them. She said, come unto me. And out of you, rivers of living water are going to flow. This is so awesome right now. So I want you to see something else here. He says right here, the scripture goes on to say this. It says, he said this in regard to the spirit whom those whom believed in him were about to receive. The spirit had yet not been given because Jesus had not been glorified. 
So I want you to see very clearly here that Jesus is saying this status quo in your life is going to be disrupted by the Holy Spirit or by ghost stories. That you would experience a ghost stories of another kind, a ghost story of a holy kind, and your life would be disrupted. The cycle would be interrupted. Defeat would turn into victory. Sadness would turn into joy. A boring, mundane life will turn into exciting and adventurous things. All right, this is what he was saying here. He was connecting all of this to the Holy Spirit. One of the most misunderstood topics in the Word of God. All right, so what he was saying here is, I've got something different for you, and I've got this for you. Now, here's what I want you to see. This is so interesting. I've never seen this before. I told my wife this. I said, I've read this scripture so many times. Because it goes on here to say, he said this in regard to the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive. This tells me it is possible to believe in Jesus and not receive the Holy Spirit. It's so clear. This is not talking about the Holy Spirit that comes to us when we receive Jesus, when we become born again, because you cannot receive Christ without the Holy Spirit coming inside of you. But he's saying very clearly here that there's a second experience of the Holy Spirit that will come to the believer. So they believed in Jesus, but they had yet not received the Holy Spirit. Friends, I pray throughout this series, and even today, if you have not yet received the Holy Spirit, that you do so in this series. So I want you to see it's possible, according to the scripture, to believe in Jesus and yet not receive the Holy Spirit. So we're going to get into this. I'm going to show you this a little bit later on. All right. So, and you see the Holy Spirit working in Jesus' life in so many different ways. You see the Holy Spirit there at, right at his birth. It was the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary, the Virgin Mary, and Jesus was conceived. All right. Then you also see the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus at his water baptism. All right, some of you, I've taught on this before too. Then you see the Holy Spirit leading Jesus from the water baptism into the desert to be tempted for 40 days. You've heard me talk about this too. And here's the deal. Jesus came out of that wilderness experience anointed, filled with power, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. Then this is so awesome. You guys, you have to understand. It was from that point that he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that he did his first miracle when he turned water into wine. And all the miracles subsequent to that all happened after he received the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing I want you to see this, why I started with John chapter 7. Because he's saying in John chapter 7 that the same Holy Spirit that came to me is coming to you. The same opportunity that came to me is coming to you. That's the reason why I'm preparing you. If you're thirsty, if your life is dried and filled with just mundane, maybe even just religious experiences, but you don't have the power of God in your life, Jesus is saying, and he's promising us right now, that it is the Holy Spirit that will shake things up in our life. Isn't this beautiful? And I promise you, this is amazing that the same way Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit coming to us, it actually did happen. All right. So I want you to, I want you to see this. All right. So 
John chapter 16, verse 7. I want you to see what Jesus says about this. So here in, verse, here in John chapter 7, he says, hey, the Holy Spirit hasn't come yet. So it's possible to believe and yet not receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, and here in John chapter 16, now this is towards the end of his ministry. Notice what Jesus says. And we're talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're talking about ghost stories, ghost stories of a different kind, ghost stories of a positive kind. All right. John chapter 16, verse seven, he says this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper or the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart I will send him to you. Here's another clue. In John chapter 7, he said the Holy Spirit is going to come. And here again, Jesus says he's going to come, but I've got to leave first. Okay, and when I leave, it will be to your advantage. It's going to be to your benefit. Now, this doesn't make sense. Why would anybody say, they, especially Jesus' team, they love him. They, 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 they're, they're, they're prospering with him. They've left everything to follow him. And now Jesus is saying, I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave you. In the natural, you're just like, how does that put me in an advantageous position with you leaving me? I mean, it, it's, it's to my advantage that you're here with me live in person every single day, right? But yet Jesus makes his claim. No, it's to your advantage, actually, that I go away. And here's what I'm going to do. When I go away, I'm going to release the same Holy Spirit that came on me at my water baptism, the same Holy Spirit that came on me after I came out of the wilderness, the same Holy Spirit that's been on me to raise the dead, to, to multiply uh, 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 fishes and loaves, and to do all the things you saw me do. This same Holy Spirit is coming to you. That's the reason why Jesus said, in the latter part of his ministry, that you and I would do greater works than even him because he was going to release the Holy Spirit to us. Isn't this amazing? But he said it is to our advantage. And listen, Jesus, when Jesus said, I'm leaving you and it's going to be to your advantage, what he was meaning was this, I'm going to leave you in a superior position because the Holy Spirit is going to come. That's what the word advantage means. It means to be left with a superior position. <laughs> so imagine, G Jesus is trying to tell his disciples, I got to go. For me to get out of here, he's going to leave you in a more superior position. This makes no sense. But yet, he was prepping them for something very, very beautiful that was about to happen. Now, I want you to see something as I started to just pray about this and meditate about this, the word advantage. Why was he so specific to use that word advantage? All right, now, and as I thought about this and prayed about this, and, and, and my wife is my witness. We were on an airplane once and, and, and I was meditating along this subject and the Holy Spirit just began to download something to me about this that I'm just read to you. I wrote it out. I just need to read it to you so this way we don't lose the meaning. But before we do, let me tell you why you and I need an advantage. All right. Because we live in a fallen world. The world that we live in is actually ruled by Satan, by demon power, okay? I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but it is the truth, okay? I want you to see this in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Look what it says here. It says, Satan, who is the God of this world, this world, this earthly realm, all right, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. 
They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So here's what I want you to see. I want you to see that the world is in the condition that it is in, not because God is in control. God is in control of time. God is in control of your destiny. God is in control of your purpose. He knows the end from the beginning. Therefore, he knows how to work the middle. But at the end of the day, it is Satan who is actually is the God of this world. He won't always be. There'll be a time when he won't be any longer. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute, okay? But he really is the God of this world. So here's the deal. If he is the God of this world and you are a believer in Jesus, you need an advantage. I need an advantage. That's the reason why Jesus said, when I go away, I'm going to put you in an advantageous position. Are you tracking with me? All right, now, why is that so important? Okay, now, this is the part that I'm going to read to you, so just stay with me, and I'll comment on some of the stuff that I'm about to read, all right? Now, Satan used an unfair advantage over humans. So you remember the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, all right? And, and, and how Satan tempted them, right? And then the authority transferred from them to Satan. And that's the reason why the world is in the condition that it's in, all right? Now, Satan came from heaven. He is skilled in how the spirit, soul, and body operate. And he uses this knowledge to enslave, manipulate, and control humans. Now, he thought he had the market cornered on humans. So that day, when he, when he successfully took the authority of the earth realm away from Adam, all right, he thought for sure he now had the market cornered on the human race, all right? Now, he thought he had the market cornered on humans until Jesus showed up. The Bible says, had the rulers of this age really knew all men could be free from this enslavement, they would not have crucified the son of glory. Satan was, in, was not expecting God to raise Jesus from the dead. He didn't see it coming. He thought he had the market cornered. That, that is until God surprised him with humans being able to become born again to be free from the entrapment. Isn't this beautiful? That's why it's called a mystery that was hidden. Not only did Satan not see it coming, he lost all control over those who are now born again. Why? The Holy Spirit has come. The advantage has come. He has no control over you now. So his new strategy is to work on your ignorance. He knows we are free. However, if we never come to the knowledge that we really are free from him, the knowledge that Jesus finished work doesn't need any of our effort or good works to complete his work, we remain defeated. The work Jesus did was finished. When we allow Satan to manipulate us with fear, anxiety, doubt, inferiority, we are allowing a thief to steal from us. Satan steals from God's kids 
all the time through ignorance. However, he knows he is only temporarily defeating you. He knows your fate is heaven. It angers him that he lost control over humans. He's been outplayed. He thought he could rule the earth forever when he risked it all to overthrow God. Satan was outplayed by God's divine wisdom. The advantage has now shifted to the believer. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be our advantage. Use your advantage to beat Satan at his game of fear, worry, anxiety, anger, bitterness, jealousy, poverty, and sickness. The advantage has now shifted. That's the reason why it was so important for the Holy Spirit to be released to you and me. Isn't this wonderful? And now, now it's time for us to learn what a real ghost story is, what a Holy Ghost story is. The Holy Spirit of God who has been given to you and me so that we could have the advantage here on this earth. And here's the deal. You're not only going to have an advantage here on this earth. And when this life is over, we know we're going to heaven. But here's the other part. I'm getting way ahead of myself. There, come, there is coming a day when believers in Jesus who have this advantage, we're going to come back with Jesus. And we're going to rule and reign this earth with him. That's what the Bible teaches. What an amazing promise all of us have. All right, so how did God do this? How did God do this? Well, first of all, Jesus made the advantage available to us. And when you receive Jesus, you become born again. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And that's the beginning of the advantage. But now there's a second experience in the Holy Spirit that you can receive. And they did receive that in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. We called it the day of Pentecost. We won't get into that right now. But I, want, I just want you to see this, that when you receive Jesus, when you become a Christian, when you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to regenerate you. And that word actually means to re-gene you, to put new genes inside of you. Come on, somebody. Everybody's all interested in the genome and, and just cracking the gene code. Let me tell you something. When you got born again, you got re-gene. It's not you know, X gene or Y gene. It's G gene. It's God gene. The God gene came inside of you when you got born again. That's the reason why when you received Christ, it was like something lifted off of you. You begin to see things different. You begin to hear things different. It's your new life. It's the Holy Spirit that's working on the inside of you. What's he doing? He's giving you the advantage. Come on, somebody. He's giving you the advantage. All right. So I want you to see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And what this advantage does, all right, watch this. This is just the beginning. We're going to take off from here in the weeks to come. And we're going to talk about the advantages of the Holy Spirit in our life and how you and I can live the overcoming Christian life today because of the advantage of the Holy Spirit. Look what it says here, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 through 22. It is God who enables us. That word enable means empowers us. It is God. 
You have to get a hold of this. The power that you and I walk in comes from God. The power of life, the power for love, the power to overcome. It comes from God, especially if, if you understand this. As a, Holy, as a Holy Spirit believer and as a born-again believer, your power comes from God. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, the Bible says. Now, this is the part I really want you to see. And he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything that he promised. <laughs> this is awesome. The Holy Spirit comes inside of you as a guarantee of the first installment. The first installment, the guarantee that says you belong to him. The guarantee that says that it can't be changed what happens to you. Satan can throw whatever he wants at you now, but you have a guarantee from God through the Holy Spirit that you're a child of God and nothing can change that. That's the first part. Nothing can change it. You've received a guarantee. And here's the deal. Because you've received the guarantee, Satan hates it. He hates the fact that you're guaranteed heaven. He hates the fact that you're guaranteed victory if you believe it. He hates the fact that you're guaranteed to be an overcomer if you believe it. He can't stand it. So this is the reason why I'm challenging you here today. Don't roll with culture. Roll with the Holy Spirit. Roll what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. You can't let culture dictate to you what you should and shouldn't do. Allow the Holy Spirit to dictate to this to you. Don't roll with passive religious thinking. Don't roll with, with, the, with the thinking that you're defeated and you'll never come out of your situation and you always have to be in the situation. No, you have been placed in an advantageous position. Jesus has, made, has put you and I in a superior position if we will believe it. Don't roll with that shame mentality. Don't roll with I don't deserve the blessings of God mentality because of all the junk that's in my past. Don't roll with that because this scripture tells us you have a guarantee. You have a guarantee of God's love. You have a guarantee of heaven. You have a guarantee of the power of God working in your life right now. That's what this says. And the God of this world hates it. Come on, somebody. But we're going we're gonna, to, instead of him blinding people, we're going to take the blinders off. We're going to take the blinders off. We're going to let ghost stories reveal some things to us in this next time. You have a guarantee. Here's the deal. Satan didn't get the guarantee. He didn't. That's the reason why he hates us. So here's what I want you to do. He thought the earth, which, which he thought would be his domain, it is now been taken from him. It's been taken from him. And like, it's just like, it's just like the way the Israelites, they left Egypt because God delivered them and Pharaoh had a change of heart and he went after them and God had to miraculously show up and deliver Israel. It's the same thing. The earth realm through you and I, uh, the enslavement of the human race has been taken from him because of the Holy Spirit. So he's just gonna keep trying as a thief though to make your life miserable. He's gonna keep trying as a thief to try to come against you. That's the reason why I want you to understand this guarantee that you are saved, this guarantee of who you are as a believer is not just for now. 
It's just not just for heaven. It's to understand how you can live this amazing life right now. So the best thing you can do and the best thing we can do right now is embrace this and understand it and allow exactly what Jesus said. If any of you thirst, come on. Am I talking to any thirsty people out there? I'm thinking about this, this extended warranty that I am so grateful that we purchased on one of our cars. I am so thankful for it. You know, when you got to buy an extended warranty, it's expensive. You guys know what I'm talking about. And when you spend that money, I think it costs us like $2,700, right? It protects the whole car. And you, know, you hate writing that check. You hate that, right? But at the end of the day, you know, when, when that happens, you're just like, well, you know, I know that I'm protecting the car for something in the future, okay? And so, so sure enough, this transmission went on this car, you know, and so we pulled, you know, when they told us, you know, oh, you have, we have to replace the transmission. You guys all know that transmissions are expensive, okay? So, but when the man said, we got to replace the transmission, you know what I said? I said, I got a warranty. I have a piece of paper that says that that's covered, <laughs> Come on. And as much as I hated writing that check three years ago, I was really grateful that I wrote the check because now it's covered. Are you tracking with me? And the same way is true for you and I. Jez, why don't you join me on the keyboard? Help me out here. Let's close the service. The same thing is true for you and I right now. When Satan tries to come at you, oh, that you know that your failure is going to hold you back in life, you have to just say, I'm covered. Come on. I got a guarantee. I got a guarantee because the Holy Spirit's in my life. When Satan tries to come at you and say, you know something, that thing you did years ago is going to stop you from being everything that you're supposed to be or all the dreams, all the desires that you have in your heart, they're never going to come to pass because of that thing that you did. You have to say, it's covered. Come on, I got a guarantee. I got an advantage. When he tries to come against you, hey, that, you're, that you, you'll never amount to much, that, that what you are is what you're always going to be, and you're never going to be able to switch out of whatever it is that you're in right now, you just say, it's covered. Come on. When, when, when he says you're never going to be loved, you're never going to be accepted, you're never going to be believed in, you're never going to achieve, you have to say, it's covered. You have a guarantee, and it cannot be changed. God loves you that much. God loves us that much. He doesn't want us living with disadvantages. No, he covered you. <laughs> Come on. He covered you. He covered you with his love. He covered you the Holy Spirit. He covered you with his acceptance. He covered you with everything you need to succeed in life. Come on. If you're with me right now, I want you to understand. Step into the advantage. Don't resist it anymore. Allow the Holy Spirit to embrace you. I know, like me, I heard a lot of crazy things about the Holy Spirit. Ghost stories. But as you get into the Bible, as you get around other people like this, you begin to understand that there's nothing scary about the Holy Spirit. God will never give you something that's going to hurt you or harm you. He makes himself available to us 
He wants you to be in an advantageous position today. The beginning of that advantageous position, though, starts when you come to the knowledge of who Jesus really is. You may be watching today, and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Why why do I have to surrender my life to Jesus? You heard me say it earlier, all right? Something happened in the garden where Satan took the authority, and he became the God of this earth realm. And as a result, all of us were born into sin. Now, we have to come out of that place of sin, okay? You and I were sinners, not because we did anything, but we were sinners just because we were born into sin. But that's the reason why God made provision through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, that if we would just receive him, that we would come into right relationship with him, that we could be placed in the right advantage. Do you want the advantage today? Do you want to be in a superior position to defeat doubt, worry, insecurity, fear, poverty, sickness? Do you want to put, do you want to be placed in a superior position? And starts right here by saying, Jesus, come into my life. I want to pray with you right where you're at, a very simple prayer, and we could settle this once and for all. And if that's you, just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I believe that you're the son of God. And I believe that God raised you from the dead to pay for my sin. And I take you as my savior right now. I believe that today you're placing me in a superior position with you. It's your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, listen, just listen. Just stay right here in a state of prayer right here. The Holy Spirit is doing something marvelous right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's healing right now. He's, he's bringing some things together right now. Would you just let him? In fact, don't leave this moment right now. Just, just put your hand up to the, to the screen right now. Lord, I just pray right now for anybody that's watching, anybody that's doing this right now, Lord, that you would just release your presence into their life. And for anybody watching that wants a deeper understanding of the Holy Spirit, that you would just fill them right now, Lord. Just fill them right now. Go right to their room, right through their device, Lord. Just fill, Lord, Lord you, there's no separation in the Spirit for you. Just fill them. Just touch them right where they're at right now. In the name of Jesus, bring healing, bring restoration, bring deliverance. Lord, I just thank you for the one that's dabbling in things that are unholy. Lord, help them come out of it. Help them come out of it right now in the name of Jesus. For the one that's even contemplative of suicide, your life matters. Holy Spirit, help them, help them. Don't buy into the lie that you're not worth it. Don't buy into the lie that your life will never amount to anything else. Just receive a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name that you're doing a marvelous thing right now in Jesus' name. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. 
And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.